0: Welcome, everyone, to the March episode of, of uh, not breaking Monero, I just have it now, of the uh, Coffee Chat. Uh, we're, we're pleased to have you on here for this really special edition where we expect to have the Monero network upgrade during the Coffee Chat. So hopefully this won't be a, a six-hour long episode, but we'll see. Um, we have uh, a lot, a good number of people on. We have a few others popping in and out as they're fixing connection issues and, and other sort of things. Um, but I'm on as Justin. Uh, hope you're all happy to see me again. We have uh, Serang. Um is joining us from mobile, is that correct?
1: Yes, I'm reporting live from a bike workshop, so I'll try to keep muted as often as possible.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> uh, awesome. And then we also have Ziago here. Hey, everyone. It's great to see you again. And then uh, we have Jeremy here. Uh, binary bait. Hello. And then uh, need money ninety. Can you hear us?
2: Yeah, I can hear you. I just switched over to Chromium as opposed to Firefox. Let's hope this works.
3: Yeah. For uh, some reason. Yeah. Jitsi... I might do the same thing. You know. I as well.
0: Jitsi definitely works a little bit better with uh, with Chrome compared to Firefox, unfortunately. Um, which is why I normally have like half Chrome. I've been
2: half trying Firefox. to make the switch to Firefox. Like just almost entirely, and there's a couple things that work way better in Chrome, and it sucks.
0: Yeah, that, the biggest things for me, are Jitsi and casting. <laughs> um, but Sorry, browser I know we're getting totally off the uh, off of back, our related Kelly. things. But um, one one thing that really helped me commit to the switch to Firefox from Chrome are the container tabs. You can enable an extension, and each tab can basically be its own incognito instance, it it works really, really well. So I can be logged into like six different accounts at once. I don't don't think I could ever go back to Chrome after using that feature. Um, But again, thanks for joining us to those who are available in uh, watching on YouTube, make sure to ask us questions and we'll be sure to get to those and everything. Um, Howard's going to be popping in and out. I think binary is going to be doing the same. but uh, let's let's start first talking about the Monero network upgrade. Uh, let me see real quick. I can refresh the official countdown page. 58 minutes, according to uh, community.xmr.2, and xmr.noctism uh, xmr.noctism is saying the same thing. So, about less than an hour, hopefully, before the uh, before the upgrade goes live. Um, so, uh, would anybody else? Let's let's see. Uh, Binary or need money. Can you walk us through some of the, the big upgrades that people are seeing with the most recent update here? Apparently. Uh,
2: yeah, wait, one second. The Monero coffee channel on YouTube, is it working right now? Cause I cannot see the link in my, in my browser.
0: Uh, yes, it is working. Uh, let me grab, I can issue yeah, it right now. Okay, cool. Then it's just my
2: browser.
0: So, uh, need money. Can you walk us through the, uh, update updates that are happening, uh, today? In an hour
2: yeah okay so we're having a proof of work update which is going to be uh forking the asics that were on the network off of the network uh some updates to ledger um i believe we have some is it is striping in this update uh for blockchain pruning
0: printing that comes with ODA 14.1 so it's in okay. master next next uh release
2: uh let me go pull up the thread so i have an actual comprehensive list as opposed to Relying on memory. Um, let's see. Where's the CLI update thread? Um. Some, somebody else fill in for me until I find this.
0: Okay. Uh. So I'll just I'll cover for you for some of the big updates. So, um. The proof of work algorithm is changing again uh, to another crypto night variant which means that if you have miners right now that are mining Monero you should well first of all you should keep this on but you should immediately go and change, upgrade your miners because they will not work in an hour they, they will just not work so you need to upgrade them there is an upgrade thread on the Monero mining subreddit that covers um, the it covers a software that is upgraded to support the latest algorithm and walks you through a basic steps. It tells you some of the pools that have upgraded too. So you certainly should get on that. Also, there's a slightly different way of conducting the bulletproof transactions. So they are a little bit smaller. They're a little bit more efficient too, um, but that required a consensus change. So ah, those have gone out. Yeah,
2: Serang, we those, out. Those
0: required a, Serang, those required a consensus change, right. correct?
1: Um, well, technically, bulletproofs didn't change, um, but the way that we compute um, and transmit information in the Peterson commitments um, was basically made a little bit smaller and a little bit more efficient. So um, there are some; those are that's a consensus change. Um, there are some other uh, bulletproofs verification updates that are non-consensus that'll be included in a later point release too. Excellent.
2: Um, we also have a new block weight algo. Uh, That got added to address the issue Isthmus and I were uh, initially looking into, uh, which involved what he referred to as a Big Bang attack, which was a rapid expansion of the blockchain size via pushing the block weight higher and higher and higher. Um, Yes. Of the block size. So uh, that that was a pretty big change. It's uh, good that that's actually getting fixed very soon. I Need Money, can you talk
0: a little bit more about sort of the initial research that you and Isthmus and the Nonsense Research Lab put into the initial look at blockchain size? And then Sarang, you can kind of pick it up from there to talk about yeah. how the implementations were discussed.
2: Uh, so, initially, just um, Monero grows in an exponential manner uh, for the block sizes, though I didn't realize that there was actually a block size cap uh, that was enabled. <laughs> Um, I forget what it was, but it was actually in the code. Um, I think it's one now, gigabyte. what? What did you say?
4: It's one gigabyte.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. It was something absurd. But we did actually have a block size cap. Uh, so the the growth of the blockchain is based off of the median of the last two hundred blocks, I believe. Somebody can maybe four hundred. One hundred. It's 100 times? okay um so we, we take a median of the last uh, number of blocks of size and based off of that median, use that to determine the upper bound which is 2x the median. uh and you are only ever the 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 closer you get to that upper bound the more that you pay in fee and because the way that the upper bound was calculated is double the median it actually grew exponentially um, as as the size of the number grew the size that it could grow grew um, and yeah ba- basically I, I looked at that and just wondered how long it would take until the blockchain exploded in size and somebody was making massive blocks that they could pay very little to actually fill up because once the blocks have been grown you can you can keep putting transactions in them at the same cost that they are now there's no additional cost. Uh, and Isthmus did some research and I think his initial things came out at uh, some some silly low number like three days. I think it was actually a bit longer and there was something wrong with this simulation. Though. I'm gonna have to go back. Saron Sir, can go and read more on it. but it, it allowed the sizes to get up pretty high really quickly. Yeah, you know, and in fact,
1: and we have some code out that can show you, you know, let you put in parameters, you know, with the, you know, the budget that an attacker might have, or the amount of time that you'd want them to run a maximum bloat attack. And, you know, once you basically hit, I don't know, 24 hours or so on the order of a day of doing this attack, you know, blocks rise to the size that, you know, certain, um, you know, I, I could imagine that some clients would not be able to verify them in time. So things start getting absurd, and you can start bloating the blockchain pretty badly hence the new algorithm.
4: There's something to do with how the fees are calculated, right? Where you pay, well, it's almost like a linear one-time fee to increase the block size. And as long as you keep those blocks full, you don't have to continue paying that fee unless you want to continue to increase the block size. So once you get the, the, the median block size large amount over a long enough period of time, the fee to continue to bloat the chain is basically zero. You've already paid the cost to increase the median. So part of this change has to do with, like, the fee structure on, if I'm understanding correctly. Yeah,
1: That's so essentially the, the way that this new, that the new algorithm works, roughly speaking, um, is that it effectively enforces kind of a short-term median um, and also a much longer-term median, which is on the order of several months. So, I mean, the short term median is on the order of, you know, about a hundred blocks, which is, you know, a few hours maybe, um, which is why the, the bloat attack would work right now with an attacker that had enough time and enough money. Um, but the new scheme basically enforces two medians um, and it basically works out part of the blocks, part of the blocks computed weight being kind of a short term block weight and part of it being kind of a long term block weight. Um, and so effectively what it does is, you know, it still, it still allows for long term growth, which is important. Um, and it still allows for short-term spikes in growth too, um, but the idea is to kind of cap the way that those the way that, that growth can happen, based on kind of some empirical parameters that you know are fairly arbitrary. But you know you can look at the way that um, you know real fiat networks like the Visa network is a classical example. You can look at how those tend to spike over you know around Christmas Day. Um, I want to say there's something like a 30x increase at like Visa's peak. They claim. So our goal is to allow for you know short-term peaks. But at the same time, you know, not allowing those to allow like bloat to happen at you know an extremely rapid rate very cheaply.
0: All right, thank you for those quick discussions on what Monero is doing to have a more sensible attack-resistant approach to be able to accommodate large peaks while also being more uh, um, while also for being for providing better at uh, prevention against attacks, goodness, sorry. Resistance uh, so,
2: to bloating attacks.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> so um, HYC, uh, you said that you're back on a better network. Um, you're, you're muted, though. Can you quickly unmute yourself and just say hi to everybody?
5: Oh, hello there. Am I here?
0: You are here. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks again for joining us. So we covered a lot of the basics of what is happening with Monero's upgrade. Um, we didn't. We, we covered some of the consensus things, but we did not really yet cover some of the wallet user usability based things. So there's a lot of things that happened there with the uh, the GUI 0.14 update, which you should download right now. Um, one of the big things was a Windows installer. Was anyone here a part of helping put together the Windows installer? Okay, so. Uh, one, one cool thing with uh, the latest update is you can optionally download an installer version where you can get a nice little icon in Windows where you can click the Windows button, type in Monero, and launch your wallet from there. So it works more similar to a, another program that people would have. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and also, there's also a simple mode um, in, in the GUI that allows people who are trying to use Monero without... Uh, Being experts in it or anything to have a much better experience with the GUI for and that way the GUI can serve two purposes it can help those that are first First getting started with Monero and it can help people who are already experts and want to be able to make a lot of granular changes uh, specific changes in in the GUI so Overall, there's a lot of great work that's been done with the Monero GUI this update Uh, Almost every interface has been redesigned or tweaked in some way. So it's, it's very interesting.
2: We've deprecated payment IDs. Uh, You need to actually flip a flag in the GUI now if you want to use those. That's a huge change.
0: Good point. So can you speak a little bit more about what users have to do if they want to send transactions with the payment ID, to uh, whether they're using the GUI or command line?
2: Um, So I don't know for the command line, but there was a user in Telegram today that was having issues with sending money. because they needed to send to an exchange that was still supporting the deprecated uh, payment id format with uh the new uh gui and so currently the process is, is to go into the advanced settings and uh, click a button um, tick a tick a box that says uh, enable this deprecated setting so it's basically telling the user this is this is going away guys Like, you you actually have to set this special flag. Exchanges are going to get bothered about it because you just don't know how to do it. And it's it's going to push people to actually change away from the format. I think it was uh, a a pretty nicely designed annoyance.
3: And for for the command line wallet, I just uh, encountered the case myself. You have to launch the wallet with a special flag, which is like a long payment ID, I think. Otherwise, you simply can't send a transaction with a long payment ID at all. That force you to launch it explicitly or to change your configuration file, but you can't just keep going as usual, which is great because that's the point. Make everyone realize that it's going away.
0: We should just have a uh, a wallet mode that's like, you shouldn't be doing this mode. (laughs) (laughs) Call it out for what it is. um if you have any other fun I don't names.
2: Know. i think i think having to having to manually enable each individual deprecated thing that you want to use is probably a good idea if we want to have staggered removal of those things
4: wait so you're saying that you people can still use payment ids if they go about it in a technical way
2: Uh, They have to go to the advanced settings and tick a box right now in order to do it. We haven't actually fully removed the ability to use payment IDs from the software. We are just heavily implying to users who want to send to exchanges that are using it that this is bad. And in fact, if exchanges want users to do it, they're going to have to go and tell them how to do it. Because users are going to be like, what do you mean send to a payment ID? I don't understand. There's no payment ID setting in my client. And the exchange is going to have to say, ah, well, you have to go to this place where it says that it's deprecated and it's being removed soon. Uh, so that's, uh, I, I think, probably going to to force the exchanges to uh, change change their client at some point in the in the future. It's 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 a well built annoyance to to force the exchanges to actually recognize that the change is deprecated.
4: It's interesting because the effect of that. Is it will effectively close off Monero deposits to most exchanges, as most exchanges that don't make this upgrade will require. No, most have switched over.
2: Most have switched over. Okay. Like we're we're there are very few exchanges right now that are still on the payment ID system, if I remember correctly. Does
0: Binance? Last I checked, Binance still had a stand up on payment
3: ID. Uh, No, as well.
0: Okay. So hopefully. There certainly have been many discussions in the community about fully preventing payment IDs and transactions, but um, this current step where you have a wallet annoyance instead is one way where you have a sort of bottom-up approach where you try and encourage people to, to stop using these um, by making it hard to happen in certain wallet clients. Um, and of course, the discussions on what to happen on the consensus layer are still uh, occurring um, especially in relation <laughs> <laughs> need money 90 decrees the consensus is happening um, but uh, yeah I, I if you ever have a chance to speak to support of an exchange you really should encourage them every time you talk to them hey by the way you should use sub addresses hey by the way you should use sub addresses and just keep annoying them um, because that's certainly the system that exchanges should be using and Few, if any, exchanges currently use sub-addresses, but we want them to. Okay, any other, uh, yeah, thanks again, Need Money, for bringing up the payment ID change. Uh, If you're a user that's sending a transaction that requires a payment ID and you do not see the field in your wallet, it doesn't mean that you don't need to include it. It means you have to manually tick that advanced option, and you really should contact that service to tell them to upgrade to no longer have that field.
2: So there's a couple other changes. Um, One is unmixable outputs can be spent again. This isn't some of the just changes that I'm reading off of a post. Uh, And another was there's new event notifications for large block uh, rate changes in blockchain reorganizations, Uh, a crash on exit that was fixed, build fixes. Um, We need to have the charlatan on here if he's willing to come on and talk about his work on uh, reproducible builds. That would be pretty cool. Because once we have those, the build process is going to be able to be decentralized. Anybody's going to be able to just run the code, generate a binary, and have that binary have the same hash as the same binary that's generated on every system. That's 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 big.
0: Are you aware? I, I know that this has been something that they have been working on for a long period of time. Are you aware of any recent changes that have sort of made its way into the mineral code base for this update?
2: No, I do not.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sure. Just, just simpli- sim- simplify this a little bit for the, the listener. It doesn't really affect how things work on your end. The wallet still will work the same way, but the process of getting everything together to get your fancy.exe or, or your fancy program will yeah, the work trust. the same way for everybody.
2: Well, it's it's about it's about trust. Right now, you have to trust that some trusted entity has built the code that um, that everybody is seeing in the repository to specification, and currently that person is Fluffy, um, and this has been a, a significant holdup in a lot of our uh, in our build process because Fluffy actually has to go and get onto the build machines, download the latest code, and then run the build process for every single architecture, which takes a while on the trusted machines. Um, and once those those builds are are created, the hash is considered sacred like we we just have to trust that he hasn't put any malicious code into the thing unless somebody does it de-
0: well, he disconnected I'll finish his statement um oh hey, need money you're back what you're back yeah you what happened? you you left as saying we have to trust the hash
2: yeah we sacred. we we have to we have to trust the hash is sacred um we, we have to trust that Fluffy has not put any malicious code in there. Granted, we could check for that via decompilation. It's much more difficult than uh, most people are willing to put in the effort for. But the moment that we have reproducible builds, you know that the code that's in the repository, the code that is running on your machine if the hash matches. And that's, that's in my opinion, a very, a very big thing. It means that we don't have a reliance on any individual, trusted individual to build our code. And and ensure that we have a binary without needing to build it ourselves. I have a I have a question. I saw recently
4: in the news uh, some of the NSA's reverse engineering tools. I think it's called like GERDA or something like that. It's like a it's like a eight drag like a dragon in a figure eight eating its own tail kind of thing. Um, it's supposedly like a reverse engineering open source tool. I don't have the expertise to use that, but maybe someone else in the Monero community does that could just for the sake of argument, just reverse engineer one of these exe builds and that way you can prove to everyone else, hey, look, this matches with the the code. It's
2: it's much easier as opposed to using something that would do a heuristic analysis uh, and would it that tool itself cannot detect malfeasance or where the the bad code is. And in fact it it wouldn't even like when, when you regenerate code, the variable names aren't even proper you would have like x plus three equals y uh as opposed to uh, block time plus seven equals new block time um which makes it very difficult to analyze i mean i guess if you have a side by side with the code but it's much easier to have a reproducible build a deterministic build process where you know that the hash that results from it is is the right hash that's that's I think much more ideal than trying to do an analysis of the code every single time and argue just by exhaustion, oh I am sure that this, this thing does not have malicious code because I've checked every single line of it. I don't know. That just, just seems seems a bit
4: Yeah. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all, I'm in support of reproducible builds. I think that's that's the right path.
3: Um addition, Additionally to the trust aspect, um, that we basically are going to replace Pony by replicating the same thing in a very manner. There's also that it's just going to be so much more efficient to uh, make new releases. Because right now, just in practice, the fact that we have to rely on him uh, so much, and that it's such a large amount of work for him to get all the binaries for all the distributions and so on takes quite some time. Uh, And for instance, just recently, we had uh, version 14, and then 14.0.1, and then 0.2. And that was a rapid succession also, because we discovered that there was some bugs and so on. Um, But the the time it takes to produce a new release uh, influences a lot what we can actually manage to squeeze in a version or not, because we know we can't make a new release like, Overnight, because it's going to be heavy. It's going to take time. It takes takes yeah, and we need we need Ricardo to be to be there. It takes twelve hours if he's available, and you know, it's single uh, single individual. So um, I think it will also influence a lot how we are actually releasing things and how we can also react to um, a bug being disclosed and so on. So uh, in, in practice, I'm really looking forward to that. So
2: yeah, that's a little behind the scenes on the build process that most people don't understand why things take so long.
0: Yeah, it takes a while because we need one person to do it securely and then publish it in a way that actually is, <clears throat> but it's still untrusted. that Monero has a, tr- a trusted setup. <laughs> a trusted, trusted binary setup. <laughs> um, okay, so any other comments on the Monero upgrade? I'm sure we'll come wrap around back to this. Quick check on the countdown. It says that there is about 40 minutes left. Um, so we'll probably talk about this at the end, but um, any other updates before we move on to other topics? Okay, so um, let's, let's start with Howard then. So Howard, can you give us a quick update on um, what is happening with a lot of the testing that went on with Random RandomX uh, since the last time we spoke?
5: Uh, as far as I know now, RandomX is pretty close to final. Um, we've been talking to uh, the Wow WowNero project to um, get it running on their network. So yeah, we're we're at the point where uh, I think Tevedor is investigating uh, integrating it into Dino.
0: Excellent. And so, what um, did did the testing since that big Reddit post came out? Um, reveal any small tweaks that needed to be made?
5: Oh, um, yeah, actually, a lot of people participated in the testing, which is really nice. We got a lot of um, performance test reports from a bunch of different hardware configs. That was pretty useful. Um, Yeah, so S. Chernick also pointed out an optimization in the division instruction. And so that was changed. I think that's the only real tweak that happened between the last round of tests and, present time
0: awesome and so what would be required for the sort of audit process for you to feel more comfortable with random being used in the Now? Can you walk us through what that timeline would look like?
5: Okay, well right now Tevedor is finishing up um, an official spec, so a complete documentation of the algorithm. All right. So he's writing that up and uh you know, we would hand that off to whoever we find to be auditors. Um, you know, and then at that point, you know, they, they take the reference implementation, probably the one that we've integrated into Minero-D, and, you know, see that it actually conforms to the documentation, first of all, and then then the next thing is going to be, you know, looking for obvious uh Flaws or weaknesses, such as you know, weak hashes, um, compressing compressing bits too many times to uh, reduce entropy in the hashes being developed, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And how does um, how does RandomX compare to other similar systems or systems with similar goals like ProgPow?
5: Well, okay, ProgPow is oriented specifically at GPUs, so it's um, highly parallel, and it's really focused on, you know, a lot of um, floating-point operations, 32-bit floating points. Random X is CPU-oriented, so it doesn't go for high parallelism, uh, but it does go for, you know, utilizing most of the components of a CPU. Uh, We estimate it uses about 80% of the functional blocks of a CPU. You know the stuff that it doesn't use are like uh, PCI Express and those sorts of things.
0: Okay, thanks. Is there anything else on RandomX that's that's happened since the last update that you think would be important to share with people?
5: Uh, nothing comes to mind at the moment. Um, you know, it's it's looking like it's in um, pretty stable form now. Oh, there is one. Uh, one further development, uh, not specifically in RandomX, but there was another person in the community who did a you know um, a rough pass estimate of how well a GPU could perform on RandomX, and uh, that turned out to be pretty useful. Um, his numbers weren't you know directly on the mark, but they give us a ballpark estimate that shows yes, GPUs could still execute RandomX. They would not be massively uh, out outperforming CPUs anymore, but they would still be uh, uh competent.
2: That's good Thanks. news for getting GPU miners on board with it at least. There's been a significant work yeah, against the adoption of random F.
5: Yeah, I think that was a really important data point for us to have. Uh, you know, that just shows, yes, you know, we can do this on GPUs. Uh, it's still, it's still the case that, you know, none of the three of us focusing on RandomX have tried to build a GPU miner. Although I think uh, S. Chernick is working on uh, working on that soon. Yeah.
2: Welcome, River.
6: Hey, everybody.
0: Yes, How's welcome, it going? Diego. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Diego
6: sorry i'm a seat. bit late
0: <laughs> welcome dude
6: was at the store and i got the message i'm like oh shoot this is a thing and i need to be there but i need to uh get my grocery so i can eat you know
2: well it's good good to have you here
6: yeah good to be here
2: groceries are good
6: eating is good surviving is is good
5: hey 19 blocks to go
2: we got, we're going to have to let this run over. This this show will end after the fork.
5: Yeah, I think I'll
0: agree. We're 38 minutes left. Oh, it's going a little slow. Um, so, of course, if you need to, if, if you book it, Guys, turn hour. on
2: your ASIC miners. We need this work <laughs> to happen sooner.
0: Yeah, honestly, if you're watching right now, help us out. Make some ASICs for, like, another 30 minutes, and then just turn them on.
6: Well, where's the count on it?
0: Um, you can use the, there's a few of them. There's XMR. Noctism.com and then there's community.xmr.2 slash xmr-countdown. I'll paste both of them in here in the YouTube chat for people Uh, because we're we're getting pretty close here. Let's see. So, um, a lot of excitement going on. Thanks again, um, HYC for the updates on the proof of work. I think it, it's great to hear that things are still progressing. It's great to hear that there's a priority on documentation so that people can really understand what's going on and can much better provide critiques for it. And I'm glad that we were able to get so many people to test out uh, RandomX when it was proposed so that we can have a much better idea how things will function. Um, and of course, that's good news for GPU miners too. <laughs> so, um. Other miscellaneous topics, so uh, the Italian government, someone who, um, so the Italian government has um, sort of, let me, let me get the, let me get the, up, but there is a, uh, they have a contest every year, they have, um, oh, the name escapes me at the moment. What's the name of the concept where you have like a quick coding session where people try to hack something together? hackathon thank you <laughs> I was like thinking hack fest I'm like that's not correct um, okay so they're having a hackathon and apparently as part of this someone devised a Monero based proof uh, proof of concept that would work with voting for a specific justin
6: could uh, just cut up
0: you I, I'm, I can still hear you can everyone else still hear me yeah I can still hear you yeah uh, yeah Okay, so looks like you reloaded.
5: Were you talking about a code sprint, or what?
0: Um, let me let me get the actual article before I keep muttering nonsense. Um, but uh, they, it's it's a voting process where within their party, um, they... Okay, I'll, I'll link it for everyone here. So, first of all, here's a link for you all to... Twitter link, but there's uh, Italian news articles posted in there. I'll paste this in the YouTube chat also. Um, but sorry, I have had this prepared. Um, one of the political parties is experimenting with a voting system on a Monero based blockchain. There's no expectation that it actually will be used. The details are pretty light. All we really know is that it is based on Monero, and the reasons that they are building it on Monero is for um, the sake of providing better privacy for users since they don't want to know who is who can see who, who made what vote and in what way. So um, I think it's pretty interesting. I think they're revealing details on Sunday. So all we can really do is speculate, which is why I think it's a good uh, coffee chat topic <laughs> for us to speculate about these things. Um, but uh, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, in the past, Moneramu wrote up a long paste of what a voting system based on Monero could look like and what some of the considerations are. Um, I think the most interesting one is that you need some way to issue keys to people to vote. So if it was like like Monero right now, anyone can generate a ton of private keys by just pressing a button. And that doesn't really work well with the voting system because you need to make sure someone doesn't vote A million times they they ideally should only vote once so you need some person or some group to give keys to someone else and that of course is a point of centralization um, but it still might be better than or, or more transparent of a process than someone's database handling everything on in the background so I suppose a real nice basic question for people here and feel free to jump in with any of your opinions what do you think that blockchain under the right circumstances, especially um, a Monero-based system, or um, would have a high compatibility with these voting systems? Or do you think this is something that really would never work in practice?
3: Um, oh, go ahead. Okay, I start. Um, personally, I don't think, I'm not very optimistic that a blockchain system, uh, with all their complexity, uh, the right tool for voting, but I think a lot of their components can be used in a voting context. Uh, So I don't believe that you need a historical ledger of activity in order to organize the voting. But what you want, I think, is um, decentralization in that you don't need to trust a single entity that could influence the vote. So you also want everyone to be able to verify the results. and what you want that is critical. And I think that's why they they used some technology inspired by Monero is privacy of uh, everyone's votes. So the ability to verify the overall results, but uh, the fact that nobody could actually point to what each individual is voting for, I think, is key. Um, And there is a lot to learn from blockchain-based system. But um, my guess, we will see uh, when they will Reveal more, but my guess is that it's not that much uh, Monero inspired, but probably more um, ring signature inspired or something like that. So some aspects, some cryptography um, construction that uh, is also used in Monero, but I don't believe that you use the you, you need the entire system um, to support what they want to do. At least from what I got in the article.
0: Yeah, we certainly would get, uh, we'll we'll get more details on Sunday about what they're actually doing. Um, I know that um, Ersicione, who leads the mineral localization work group, and Serhak, who is an Italian researcher who wrote Mastering Mineral, they're both interested in what's going on. I think they're generally very pessimistic about an implementation of it, but they would be able to speak more directly to what is actually being built on that. So I would... um, if you want to pay, like, uh, stay updated with this, I certainly would still follow the Monero community IRC chat so that you can join these discussions as they will happen tomorrow, most likely. Um, does anyone else have opinions on sort of what would be needed to have voting systems work with a blockchain and what the benefits would, would be of this sort of system?
6: I, I, I'm. Oh, uh, somebody else want to speak. Okay, I'm, I'm, I am with binary fate. I am not optimistic about this. It's important to remember that uh, <clears throat> the blockchain is not an objective arbiter of truth. And this is commonly known as the Oracle problem, uh, where if everybody says the sky is red, and they, they say that on the blockchain, then the blockchain has no way of externally verifying that the sky is not red, it is in fact blue. Um, according to the blockchain, so like the blockchain is an uh, is a, um, <clears throat> it hosts a collective truth, but it doesn't host absolute truth necessarily. I mean, collective truth can be the same as absolute truth, uh, assuming everyone tells the truth, but that may not necessarily be uh, the same thing. And, and the reason this is important is because when, um, let's say somebody is able to steal a private key or something and vote in my place, um, according to the blockchain, Diego has voted. Now, Diego has not voted, but uh, according to the blockchain, Diego has. And there's nothing that I can really do unless I launch a fifth. I mean, I, I could desire to want to change that, but it's an immutable ledger and um, it's my fault for losing my private key. So like, I would have to launch a 51% attack on the whole blockchain. So that way I change my vote. So that way I it will be the blockchain will be a more accurate representation of truth. But in the process, I'm disrupting many other people's votes um, <clears throat> and they would have to vote again. <clears throat> now, this this might be one of the only times where a 51 percent attack is a good thing, quote unquote, because I am making the blockchain more representative of actual truth rather than um, having lies on it. that just, are collectively By the believed.
2: way, this is one of the things that EOS purports to do. They they utilize their their BPs who go and uh, decide on what the consensus to shift to is, right. And Just, MBA... if you're willing to go and sacrifice some degree of uh, central uh, seed to some degree of centralization, you actually do get the ability to have a quote unquote fifty one percent attack that's uh, network network sanctioned.
6: Right, but then it's up to those uh, those block producers to do that for me to want to do that for me, to not be corrupt, etc. And it is somewhat more decentralized than some things are because there's 31 of them, um, but it's uh, not completely decentralized. So there's the, there's the obvious trade-off there, where in exchange for some centralization in relationship to a blockchain, you're able to rectify those types of mistakes much more easily. Um, but uh they don't use any sort of zero knowledge proofs, so you know one thing that would be very interesting to see would be was be to see zero knowledge proofs being used, so that way I can prove to them, <coughs> excuse me, that this is my vote on the blockchain, and I want it changed to this without revealing who I am, so that way there's that semblance of anonymity that is so important in uh, different types of elections. Uh, I am not. So yeah, to just just to reiterate, I am not optimistic about um about blockchain being used in such a way being used for voting in particular, I think it's not a very good idea. Um, There's just, especially, especially, especially because guarding your private keys is not something people are good at. And I think we would see a gigantic, gigantic increase in voter fraud where people are able to successfully take other people's private keys and vote for them. Uh, And this, it's just, it, the world has not demonstrated competent key management in any way shape or form uh, to be able to even remotely consider this as an option in my opinion. Thiago, your turn.
4: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I think it's a good question with yeah, most uh, the a large portion of the world population using crypto uh, doesn't utilize proper solutions for key management. And so if you're gonna have a governance system based on key management, uh, there's a lot of pitfalls that can happen there. Uh, additionally, I think a good question to ask is, uh, who gets the right to vote? Um, does everyone get equal vote? Um, that's, I think it's a, it's a question that has multiple answers uh, and different groups of people are gonna take different
2: approaches to that question uh so how i think he died
0: oh no
3: yeah there you go
0: first i thought it was my end so i wasn't saying anything
2: but
3: uh
2: <laughs> rest in peace
3: that's uh that's a nice last picture though <laughs> I'm sure he'll join us
0: in a second. Here, I can send him a quick message,
3: and yeah. we can um, uh, I, w- I wanted to add one thing on this topic: is that um, I'm really glad to see this, um these sort of initiatives because um, I remember a few months ago, it was maybe six months ago, um, there was some noise coming from the European Parliaments. Uh, some members of the European Parliaments were suggesting um, to actually forbid some cryptographic primitives as a way to forbid some um, cryptocurrencies that that are uh, privacy-focused, as they call it. Um, So instead of just banning Monero and Zcash, they would basically forbid the use of uh, ring signatures. Uh, That would be an example how to make Monero illegal, um, as well as all the potential forks and so on. And so seeing these type of uh, primitives being used in totally different systems, for tools that are being used by totally different social circles and different parts of society. It's just, um, it, it basically puts um, many more people on our side if they were ever to pursue in that direction. I think it's uh, we should encourage that. I think at the
0: minimum, it helps give legitimacy towards these projects to say, hey, I mean, this is a literal potential political party that is testing this out as a way to better reduce corruption for their voting. Even if it doesn't end up working out, which I think we mostly agree is the most likely circumstance, but it's still cool to talk about, hey, this is another use of the technology that could be implemented in this way and can really help us move forward, even if it's not adopted.
3: Yes. I wish it wasn't a populist party, but that's just my opinion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For what it's worth, I know nothing about this Italian party. Um, So I I have no opinion on that. But I think it's just interesting to see that it's something that they've thrown together in some capacity. (laughs) Whether it's sensible or not, again, is part of this discussion here. Um, So... um, uh, ziago is there anything else that you wanted to uh talk about as, as sort of as you disconnected there
4: uh yeah i'm not sure where uh, where i left off where it disconnected i kept talking and i realized it was disconnected
0: um i already forgot
4: <laughs> <laughs> no nah, that's okay it's okay
3: we were um discussing You were saying it was an open question whether people should have the same vote or not. Oh, yes. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh,
4: I think it's a controversial question because some people are very strong in their beliefs that everyone should have one to one equal vote. Um, But they don't. Many people don't seem to provide solutions for civil attacks and uh, the social attack vectors that happen with disinformation campaigns. And so. uh, developing an effective strategy to build trust within a community for people uh, is important in any sort of voting uh, application or whatever it is the voting is the is the process of achieving group consensus and taking unified action and that is has a better chance of survival in an ecosystem than an individual acting alone Uh, so being able to organize effectively is an important part of survival in any ecosystem for any group and developing ways that that voting process can happen without being corrupted is crucial to the survival of that species as well.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to see how they handle that. I think, well, we'll certainly have more details on it tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. Um, But it's certainly interesting to think about how you can have a key issuance that makes sense. Um, One thing I think is pretty interesting, suppose you had someone vote on multiple initiatives with Monero, let's say proposal A through F, and you knew that someone with a certain political view generally votes in certain ways. I wonder if ring signatures would be able to provide good enough protection when you have thousands of people casting votes, potentially hundreds of thousands, of millions, as you have, like, I, it's almost like a, a sort of attack where this account voted. Or no, no, no. You
2: just you just use it as your ring every single member of the of the voting set.
3: Oh, okay. So we just have ring yeah. size a million. Yeah, exactly. The thing is uh, the that market. that's why you don't want a blockchain system. You, you you don't have to carry this data forever. It's just one off event that you're organizing, and you can uh, very much afford to have very large ring signatures, which we can't in Monero.
2: And the argument of knowing somebody's political views so well that you can t- pick out who they are amongst those ring signatures is channel attack it's not actually an issue with the blockchain
5: you know if you make each vote a separate transaction then you can't associate all of the votes together anyway
0: yeah my intent was merely to say like one person votes for a or they vote yes for one no for two yes for three i wonder if you can try and correlate things probably not likely but i would like to that's, some, that's an open question I have and how the implementation is, is made. I think that, I mean, ideally it shouldn't be a problem, but if you had people that constantly voted a certain way and pretty low ring sizes, that might be something you could do. Whether or not it's realized is, is probably unlikely with even Monero's current ring size. Okay, um, so any last comments on um, on voting mechanisms? We, I had a quick question that came in, and um, it's it asked, uh, will Covri come out or not? And I'm, we're not going to do like a full answer here on, or a full discussion here on Covri and, and networking. But um, De Bruyne and I have been working on an announcement that we will make after this an upgrade um, news goes out, where we will talk a little bit more about the status of Covri and what options Monero has going forward for better network privacy note though that with the 0.14.1 update um which again is is currently in master but not released to the masses yet monero will um have the ability for you to use tor and i2p manually and then we can go from there to to consider other options but it's still certainly that um it's still certainly something that this ongoing announcement should be Out within the next few uh, few weeks or so okay um so need money i think well a quick update on the time uh there is about 26 minutes so it seems like it keeps getting pushed back so um if you have to if you are joining us and have to leave i totally understand this is one's probably going to go over just for the sake of being live as the update happens um but need money i know that you wanted to have a discussion about some mineral moderation and certain terms with relinking can you sort of introduce yeah. that for people here
2: yeah so uh basically we we have a concern on uh, so i i have a slight concern with r slash monero with a couple of websites that are basically promoting their own website uh one would be coin whale news uh where they take other people's articles they link them uh on their website and then they link to their own website um on r slash monero so that they they get traction and exposure to their own website without actually doing any effort themselves. Like, literally, they'll just put the link in. And um, a, a similar thing would be people who promote their own Twitter profiles by going and linking to uh, to announcements and stuff in Twitter and then linking to Twitter. Just the, the whole concept of relinking as opposed to actually linking to the original source uh, is a concern in my mind. Um, I've, I've had some conversations with Debrun. He doesn't think it's as much of an issue for r slash Monero as I do. Um, but I, I am considering instituting a, uh, relinking rule in some of the subreddits and I'm going to be creating a thread to actually gauge community sentiment towards that and discuss the pros and cons. But I, I personally can't see very much reason why you need to relink as opposed to linking the original. It prevents the ability for the filters to uh, to block reposts, um, and it's almost entirely promotional when it's done. I, I, I can't I can't think of a valid reason, though. I'm I'm all ears if somebody can think of something.
5: Hey, for what it's worth, I totally agree with you. You know, I, I hate all of these clickbait sites, and every time I see the same story being posted, you know, indirectly through a bunch of other sites, yeah, that just that's annoying. Uh, it. It, it's it's theft right it, it's not giving credit to the original author of whatever the story is and you know all this other stuff that goes with it so yeah, i'd be happy to see that um removed
2: yeah and and of course i, I will have to make a thread engage community sentiment because i while, while this might be a personal concern maybe the rest of the community doesn't share it um, but I, I do think that uh, going forward, this might actually become more of an issue as people try to go and leverage the the work of other people to promote their own materials. As, and that's, I mean, a significant part of it. It's not just that. but
3: I think um, I agree that it's annoying, but you're going down the rabbit hole if you try to... Um, and what is actual just, contribution, just read, actual journalism and what's just copy paste no because... it's,
2: it's not copy paste I'm talking about relinking so like okay. I, I I, have a Twitter profile and I link to somebody else's article in my Twitter profile and then link my Twitter mm-hmm. profile in r slash Monero this is this is not copy pasting okay. or trying to judge where the source of the material was it's literally just relinking
3: yeah I, I, okay yeah. and um. Yeah, I agree, but uh, for instance, if it's the second source that is posted about this article and somebody posted the original first, then the second should be removed. Um, but if someone is just genuinely doing that first, it's a bit harsh to just remove it, right?
2: I mean, if if there's a rule against relinking, then you just link the original source and we can ask them to repost, but not with some some sort of middleware, like a, a bit.ly link in the middle.
3: Hmm. Yeah, yeah yeah just i guess I, it's, it's I, I, enough, just ashes i agree
2: like it's it's it is it, this is not like censorship we're, we're literally asking people hey link to the original source as opposed to having something in uh-huh. between like a, a referrer we we don't like, i i don't think that that's that's censorship that doesn't that doesn't feel like we're we're particularly stepping on any sort of of grounds that people could could take offense to
3: yeah. Unless you can think of a viable
2: reason why relinking makes sense and why we should absolutely allow it, like, is there any any case where you can see where relinking is like one hundred percent viable and there's it's not promotional?
4: Yes, I can. So okay. in the sense of relinking through Twitter, if someone so someone writes an article and someone posts that article on Twitter and there's a conversation that happens on Twitter, then linking the Twitter thread which is, in this definition, would be relinking because it is linking to something else. It carries with it additional
2: information. This, the this, is, this is different. That, that would be a thread on the Twitter thread. That is not a thread on, on the subject of the relinking. Those, those are two different things.
4: Yeah, so linking a Twitter thread that links to an article is not relinking.
2: Uh, if the conversation is about the thread, then yes. If it's about the conversation that's on Twitter, then sure, the conversation on Twitter is allowed. But if you're just rel- relinking the thread, then no.
4: And how you determine what is what constitutes a conversation? Uh, is there a minimum number of comments required? No, it's,
2: it's the point of the post. Like if somebody says this, this post is like an article or this post is about a thread, like a conversation thread. Like it's clear in the title of the thing that somebody posts what it's about.
3: Okay. Ideally, it's clear. I don't think for, it's always the case. For what, it's,
2: yeah.
0: for what it's worth, um, in the cryptocurrency subreddit that I moderate also, um, we take a more aggressive approach than most areas in the Monero community subreddits and other uh, platforms at removing basically news articles and people that are trying to do like advertising or are trying to gather attention for stuff they haven't done or clearly draw attention. Like they might make a Medium post and then the person might make a Twitter account. Um, Like the author of the Medium post might make a Twitter post and then they may link the Twitter um, that they submit to our cryptocurrency. We do not allow that um, either, even if it's the same author because we want people to link directly to the the content that is being talked about. We don't want it to be, like we don't want this additional marketing component directly involved in it. So to that end, we have more aggressive filters for websites that um, are are there to relink content. I know Need Money mentioned like Coin Whale News or whatever it was, that literally is just a link of news sites and then they just get ad revenue. but um, we generally take a stricter approach there to, to, to remove content whose main purpose is to be exploitative. Um, and I know that it is in many ways a losing battle. We have to keep adding things to this list. But I think that the subreddit quality has really improved as a result of reducing the, the prevalence of these posts. So in general, I support like the initial basic step within Monero of saying, if, like, like if, if uh, Coindesk publishes an article and some site is like, hey, Coindesk publish this article and then links their mm-hmm. notification on, on Monero, I would say, hey, just, just post directly to the, the actual article. And that way support that journalist rather than giving money to or an attention to someone that just injects themselves in the middle for no purpose. But of course, I, I agree with Need Money Ninety that it's good to have community sentiment on this to have these discussions. Um, I'm glad that Ziago was able to bring up, like, what if there was a legitimate case where you wanted to link a, a conversation that happened on some platform that happened to be also a, a link to other platforms? And I think that that's a good discussion to have. So it's good to have those points brought up.
5: Well, if if there's a discussion happening on Reddit, and then you tweet a link to the Reddit discussion, you don't need to include a link to the tweet in another Reddit discussion, right? You can just point directly from one Reddit discussion to the other one, right? So there's there's no justification for for indirecting through Twitter for that.
4: You're saying the flow of information should only stay on one platform. That the flow of information should not deviate and cross to another layer of communication, and then come back to the original communication platform, like Reddit, uh, Twitter, Reddit should just go Reddit,
6: Reddit. Actually, I, I so I if I may interject here, I, I understand what Zigu what you're trying to get at—that we shouldn't try to restrict the flow of information. But I I would actually say yes in response to your question, um, and the reason being. It's like playing a game of telephone. The more times you whisper into somebody else's ear, you know, the the more jarbled the the actual message becomes. So the the point of something like Reddit, which is an aggregator of information and links, is to link to quality, high quality information, especially because the the Monero subreddit is a place where people are going to go for a lot of information about Monero. We want that information to be as high quality as possible. We don't want it to be this game of telephone where a guy is linking to a link to a link to a link to get to that place. Because then you're going through like four different layers of different people's opinions or twists or turns just to get to the high quality information that you came to find. and that's not I mean, if if people want to start a conversation about that, they're more than welcome to start a conversation about that. And they, like in their comments section, they can even post to a Twitter it's thread like you're discussing about
2: the conversation. But at that point, it's not about the article that people are linking.
6: Exactly. If the original intent was to, look to high quality information, then it should come from the source. This is like. I, I don't know, man. It's like journalism. It's like journalism 101. Like go find the source and then you'll get the highest quality information. I mean, like, it's kind of a no-brainer for me. If the and, and this is the thing. If the original intent was to link a high quality information plate or post, then link that post. The end.
0: Boom. I agree. <laughs> nice and simple.
6: So I know you scrubs like to keep talking about this kind of stuff, but when am I going to get to talk about my new CCS type thing?
0: Oh, actually, now is, unless anyone has other comments, I think now is a great time. Need money? Is there anything else you want to discuss on this topic?
2: Nope, I'm solid. Okay. Okay. We're approaching the, uh, how many blocks is it now?
0: We have seven blocks last time I checked. So we're getting close. We have about 14, 13 minutes left.
6: Don't so, tell anybody, exciting. but I haven't downloaded the, the new software by, yet.
2: Just by the way, uh, Boron is nine point five to ten out of ten on the most scale. This is going to be an extremely hard fork.
0: Ooh, Here. And you might want to do that, uh, Diego, after you talk about your CSS, uh, CCS, of course.
6: Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it. Um,
3: so, uh, um, Diego. Go for it. Just saying bye now because I will have to leave very soon, and I don't want to interrupt you. No, interrupt Jeremy, you no,
6: no, no,
3: no. <laughs> but everything will be well. I will see you on the other side. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks
0: so much for joining us, uh, Binary theory. It's always yeah. great to
6: have you. Pleasure, guys. See you. Okay. So the CCS, formally the artist, formally known as the Forum Funding System, um, it was full of spam to everyone who knows it was full of spam it was ugly it was ancient software it didn't work some things were shadow hidden for some reason half the time moderators couldn't do anything because the you got that whoops something went wrong page and you (laughs) didn't know what to do from there um so about a year and a half ago was it like two years ago a long time ago the core team, were, um, when I redid the website as a whole, they're like, "Well, one of the things we want to do is revamp the forum funding system, make it a part of the actual website, make it more transparent, and all this type of stuff." And so, um, I got to work, and I kind of architected a system that was based around Git, and so for transparency's sake, and that utilized a backend and as little JavaScript as possible. In this particular case, there is no JavaScript in the community crowdfunding system uh oh yeah so that, then there's that that name tweak that name change uh it's no longer the forum funding system it is the community crowdfunding system the ccs so just so people know what i'm talking about um and it's been a while in the making there's been a lot of starts and stops there's been uh me working on the front end but then unable to continue until i get some back end stuff implemented and trying to find some people within the community um and you know, started working with some guy from Globy named Devin, and he's, he was great. He he laid a great foundation and a good skeleton for it. Um, but then Globy started picking up, and so he wasn't able to help as much. So then contacted different people on um, over various channels, wondering if PHP devs were willing to help. And I got a few. Uh, once again, big shout out to Crypto Changements. He made the sub-addresses, PHP stuff that was integrated. And then Ziphon, Ziphon however you want to, it's spelled with an X. What, what's that about? Using the X as a za? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, Zyphon from, you can find him on IRC. He just like finished the rest and he is fantastic. So if you go to ccs.getmonero.org, you can see it. It uses sub addresses only. So there's no, there's no missing around with payment IDs. There's no integrated addresses. It uses sub addresses to keep track of everything. Um, <clears throat> there's a new, it, it's a little bit more involved getting a proposal up there, but it's not, That big a deal because, you know, we want proposers to show a a minimum level of competency anyway. It's not just like as simple as proposing any sort of idea for discussion like on a Reddit or something like that. There's a little bit of a, you know, you have to sign up for the repo.getmonero.org, Monero's GitLab instance. And um, but we've got I've got step by step instructions to um, have everybody to help everybody go through it if they wanted to go through it. Take a look at it. It looks really nice. It's um, very in theme with the getmonero.org website, uh, a lot of similar colors and, and, and stuff like that. And um, there's been a, a few small tweaks. For example, we used to have ideas and open tasks and they were, the, the difference was subtle, but it was there. But the core team in their infinite wisdom decided to go ahead and merge those two uh, into one which is great, fantastic, happy days. Uh, simpler for everybody to understand. They don't have to try to understand that subtle difference. And <clears throat> uh, we've got QR codes implemented, <coughs> excuse me. We've got QR codes implemented, that, which people have been asking for a long time. And in fact, you know, the, the idea is it's the QR codes are also tappable because if you're on your mobile phone, like you can't scan the QR code. So you could tap the QR code and it will open up in the, uh, Monero wallet that you have on your phone if you have one which is kind of cool so there's a lot of cool stuff and we are going to be working on over the next couple of weeks when I say we I mean mostly me or any volunteer who wants to help me would be greatly appreciated we're going to be working on um, porting over all of the current completed um, proposals for posterity into this new Community crowdfunding system because um, the the current form is going to be put into read-only mode and maybe at some point it's going to just be nuked. I don't know. Uh, So we we just want to. Wait,
2: we're not going. Are we going to preserve any of the advertising posts? I mean, there's watches and enlargement pills. It's true that
6: people really are not going to know where to find their penis enhancement pills, and I deeply mourn for this because. Um, I think Monero in particular, the Monero community just suffers from this particular problem, (laughs) but anyway, uh, um, so it's not difficult work to port over. It's just, it's just time consuming work. So if anybody wants to volunteer, please let me know. I would be more than happy uh, to accept the help because otherwise I'm going to spend many days by myself doing this type of thing. Um, Uh, it's basically just putting things on. Uh, it's just read, and uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's co- it's basically copying and pasting the um <clears throat> the proposal, the old proposal as is, using the markdown formatting as best you can type thing and then putting uh, copying down the milestones and the payout dates and stuff like that and putting them into their respective places on the markdown file into the front matter. It's it's not difficult. And once I show you how to do one or two, like it it goes really quickly. Uh, well, it's easy to understand, but there's a lot of them to do. So yeah. How many blocks we got left? Go check out the CCS. It's really cool.
2: We Third are down blocks.
0: to three blocks.
6: Mm, mm, mm. Come on
0: guys, three
6: blocks. We can think of something interesting to talk about for 3 blocks, no?
0: I hope so. <laughs> um two blocks. Two blocks. Other two no, kidding. Um Jane that was uh, Diego. He's bravarr.
6: <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um okay. Uh let's Okay, we're almost like uh, we really just need to stall for six minutes now. I was I normally don't plan for an hour and a little bit more content. Um, any other recent updates that caught your attentions with uh, things going on? Monero, we're down to two blocks.
2: One sec, let me let me go and look at the Monero Research Lab. I'm sure they've had some interesting stuff that I can just go and bring up. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, they've been doing some work on distributions of, uh, spends, but that's, oh, they've always been doing that.
0: Yeah, and there's, they I know that, um, Sir Ray has made a lot of leadway recently on, um.
5: Hey, he, we're but, there.
2: Are, oh, we're here? Yeah. Happy Hard Fork. Are we? All right. Did it just happen, or is this the last block?
0: It just happened. Okay, Something. I'm looking at these websites, they're. I really shouldn't running a
2: node. Happy Hard Fork, everybody. Yeah, we're there. Woohoo. Happy Hard Fork.
0: That was, was really, really quick blocks.
2: So. Yeah, we turned on the ASICs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I told you I needed to get up and make a phone call. I was getting more coffee, but you know, leave it to your imagination.
2: Um I haven't even had coffee today. Let's see. Uh,
0: Should maybe wait until we get one more block through at least. Yeah.
2: Make sure that there's (laughs) uh, no. This one might
0: take a few minutes.
2: Oh right, it's a new POW. (laughs) It's not. It's not actually done until the last block comes in.
0: Right. Otherwise, for all we know, the network is just infinitely stalled at the moment. Reorging. Reorg.
2: We hope not.
6: It's going to take another hour and a half to find the next block. I was kind Obviously, of worried, actually. I,
2: I don't know if you guys watched, but uh, in the last couple of hours, the hash rate dropped to two hundred mega hashes. Did it? Uh, Eleven hundred to nine hundred-ish, and I was just kind of like, "Hmm, what's happening?" But as long as it didn't go down more than half, I wasn't gonna sound any alarms.
5: Well, my miner just sped up, strangely enough.
0: Strangely, want to share the hardware?
5: <laughs> it's it's just running on a Linode with three okay. CPUs out of four.
2: Uh do we know what happened with the ledger? Um did the guy get his money back? Was there was there that oh,
0: That's a great question. I don't think ledger has made a. all I don't think they make another uh made another big announcement. I
2: know, Let me I, check. I, I keep asking about it. Like I've 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 seen lots of people asking about this. I like I'm I'm very happy that the community is kind of like trying to figure out what's happening and how to fix this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's very unfortunate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let me... I'm trying to find the recent post that was made a day or two ago. Um, I know that people are requesting them for additional comments. They said that some things were patched. Um, I know that was the point of the zero... Yeah, I know it's
2: fixed, fixed, Uh but whether it's recoverable is the other question, and that's more what I'm asking about. Yeah, I think that's... Maybe it was under...
3: Let's see if it was under...
0: Yeah, so they're saying it's patched, which we know, but I don't know much else. Okay, Um, so someone stated, or asked a question, do we know, have an idea of when version 1.2 will be released on Ledger's end? Because this is, it requires coordination of Monero's updates and Ledger's updates. and the, uh, one of the crypto devs said, um, that the ledger devs said that it, they're expecting it to be ready next week. So that gives people some timeline for spending uh, their funds. Um, beyond that, I'm struggling to find much more information about what's happening. I really would like to see a sort of course mortem on their end about what, what happened um, because Because I think there's still a little bit of confusion here. Um, Need Money, as you were saying, you've been trying to follow this as as closely as you can, and there's still certainly some confusion.
2: Uh, Uh, Follow what? Sorry, I was uh, uh, reading a different book.
0: Yeah, follow the ledger stuff.
2: Yeah, no, I I keep pinging C slash M in the Monero chat and Monero dev, but he hasn't really gotten back to me. I know he said that he was going to take it private with the guy over uh, emails. Mm -hmm. I yeah, guess I can you, ping him again, but I'll go bother him.
0: Can you give a little bit of background on sort of what happened to, in, to the best yeah. we understand it?
2: To, to the best of my understanding, um, it involved the calculation of the change return address on the ledger. Um, so when the ledger signed the transaction and sent back the signed transaction that contained a change address, it the way that it generated it was, I, I guess, incorrect. I'm not sure if it generated a sub-address that was... Uh, way too far up for scanning which is what i'm i'm really hoping hoping is what happens um to the point that it's actually recoverable but um, the alternative case would be they just totally screwed up the generation of the of the address and it was sent somewhere unrecoverable which would be really unfortunate um like i'm i'm just hoping that it was a, a, a screwed up index on the sub address or something and they can actually recover it with some sort of uh, carefully crafted transaction, but I, we have to wait for C slash M to weigh in.
0: Let me go. Um, I'm going to go grab my, uh, my Monero node over here in the corner. I'll be back in a second. Check on how the software is handling the latest update.
2: (laughs) is not online.
0: You all can be entertaining for
2: like a minute, right?
6: Dude, we have more people watching right now than we did like 20 minutes ago when it was the coffee chat proper. So we we ha- we are of a high we we need to have a higher caliber of entertainment for these people.
2: <clears throat> well, there's 60 viewers now?
6: Yeah, dude, it's going what? up, not down. Usually Wait, like, so like sorry sense. guys, we're running over time and people and right, I'm going to go ahead and leave, but we got a bunch of people here and they they want to they want to chill out so uh, uh hey guys
2: <laughs> how, how, how are you doing
6: need money's gonna rap for you
2: no i don't i don't do that <laughs> yet i need to practice
6: oh say can you okay. oh wait now everybody's american oh no i'm just kidding.
2: graphs and fireworks can we pull up any graphs Ooh, Isthmus probably has some neat graphs in the MRL. Let me see if I can find some pictures. Oh,
4: well, you could do
6: some. Yeah. I can do some. Uh, some fireworks.
4: Yesterday was International Women's Day. We should support the women that are uh, helping out in the Monero community.
2: But it's not Women's Day today.
6: That's true. Oh. The time. The time for celebration has oh.
5: passed.
2: <laughs> okay
5: and, and, and when's the last time you asked the gender of anybody else in the community anyway i don't even I know do, who I the don't. women are
6: this, this is very true
0: yeah i certainly try and be inclusive when referring to individuals that i have no idea what their identity is um but certainly i know that monero monero outreach i can the sake of giving people something to do.
2: Um <laughs> oh, we need to get do you think we can get LH on here? Um or not who is it? Uh there are a couple people from Monero Outreach. XMR Halian was it? Ah, uh,
0: yeah he is the one who organizes the Monero Outreach team.
2: How are we um, not I... losing
6: viewership right now just yeah,
0: like, rambling?
6: <laughs> just derfing around
0: <laughs> no one has anything to do on a Saturday. Um yeah, so I'm just linking in the chat a uh, Monero outreach piece that they wrote about the gender imbalance in blockchain, and it's about um, uh, uh, it was an interview um, with um, something with my son Shakir and some son Shaker, and um, she she's involved in the Monero community. She really does a lot of the behind the scenes work with Monero Talk, and they're interviewing her about she felt about Monero community in the situation, and how we can encourage um, more women to become a part of um, cryptocurrency in general, because it's certainly a, a, a striking point. Okay. No, no, and- no, it's fine. No, I don't see a new block yet on my end, at least, but... Uh, keep, stalling. keep stalling,
2: keep stalling.
0: It says the next hard fork is in 1.0 days, which makes sense because the next fork is in one day. Uh, Apparently, you all are signed up for the uh, next hard fork uh, live stream chat tomorrow, right?
2: (laughs) Man, with with the number of viewers right now, maybe we just need to make this just a constant chat that's just always ongoing and people can just tune in. 24 7.
6: 24 7.
5: Yeah. When my battery won't last that long.
6: If you're out there and you're watching right now, and you want to help the network find a block, you should go ahead and turn on your little um, derpy gooey, miner thing. Uh, I don't turn know. Your yeah,
2: a...
0: too. yeah. Uh, yeah t- turn on your uh, Asics. Uh, we we know that a uh, VT nerd has his Asics stashed up right now, so he just needs to turn them on temporarily just to help us out with this initial lower hash rate.
6: Dude, DSC just came in.
0: Oh, yeah.
6: Hello. Hey, hey.
2: hey,
6: man. How's it going?
2: The
0: party's getting bigger as we're going on.
2: How This is 25 minutes past the end and <laughs> people talking than ever.
5: If they're just early and they're missing the daylight savings time or something.
2: That
6: is today, isn't it? Is it? Wait, no, wait. Really? No, that's tomorrow. I'm...
2: Spring forward, fall back. Wait. Is it my phone already? just tells
0: me when to wake up now.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, my, I don't even. Oh, isn't there discussions on removing daylight savings time in the U.S.? I thought that was a bill that was put up recently.
0: I don't know about recently, um, but I certainly would love to see it go. Let's see. Monero's price action. Just I know that we don't really talk too much about price, but Monero's price action is essentially flat, from what I can tell. A twenty-four hour change of plus. Oh, Monero's a fifty
2: dollar bill. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, honestly,
0: <laughs> yeah, besides a few scare tactics where it will drop down to like forty-ish area. I've been consistently thinking of Monero and Zcash, both of being just fifty dollar bills recently.
6: You, you know, the funny thing is when I first came into the community, like I didn't know there was all this stuff about price because Monero never moved from twelve dollars, twelve, thirteen dollars for like months. And so like that, I I just came in and I just thought that's what it was. And I didn't go to markets. I didn't hang out in any of like the, <laughs> the places where people talk price. So I'm like, all right, like I, I didn't understand how any of this worked yet. I was still learning. And so I'm like, quiz. well, Monero is $12. And then and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like $30. I'm like, what, what is going on? And I'm asking, I go to the IRC, I ask questions like, why is Monero $30? And they think I'm just doing standard price chat. Like, like what are we <laughs> going to go up? But I'm actually asking like, what what happened? I like thought I thought this place wasn't, place. wasn't what it was supposed to
2: be. <laughs> the world today That's is not the same is. as it was before.
6: Mm-mm, no Even no no.
0: Yeah, the price action is pretty I'm on crack right now just looking at the it's pretty flat here. Get like Carl,
4: Carlos on here.
0: There was a yeah. I would totally I don't know what to really talk to about price.
2: <laughs> Like I, I would fund a forum funding initiative, sorry, a community crowdfunding system initiative uh, uh, you for for hiring Carlos Matos to promote Monero.
6: Just so you know, I, I was wanting a shorter name for this, but they're like, we want something that's descriptive. So you tell somebody what it is and like, okay, I can see what that is just from the name. But I, I was like, I, I wanted something s- shorter.
0: <laughs> you know, I never
6: get to do what I want.
0: So Diego, now that you're, what, year and a half, two years done with this project, what are you actually going to do from now on?
6: I'm gonna take I mean, a I'm- vacation. I'm gonna I'm gonna go away four months, and I'm just gonna celebrate, not deal with contacting the core team and like poke poke guys. Can you poke poke? Can you guys poke poke? You're
2: gonna, you're gonna miss us. You're gonna miss us a lot, and probably come crawling back after a week. I know how it works. <clears throat> I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually really glad
6: that I could be on this coffee chat with you guys because my my wife is gone for the weekend, chilling in Phoenix with my sisters, and uh, like I'm bored. At least that's what so, she's telling you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. They they're they're just getting a whole bunch of organic stuff over there. Just like they went to a restaurant. Anyway, nobody cares about my life, so we're not going to go into
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> but, know, the coffee chat's gone too long. We're talking about
6: exactly that. right. It's like, well, let me tell you guys what I've been up to
0: no i mean i I would love to know more about um i I know that the ccs has been a major pain point for you for at least a year and by that i mean an actual pain point so
2: right
6: i i'm a designer and front end worker i don't do i don't touch the back end like for anything and so jekyll actually has been awesome for me to work with because it simulates a back end and then just kind of just does the front end so it's really fun i really like jekyll and so this whole thing is Jekyll based, but there are some PHP components. Yeah, that they're using PHP. There are some PHP components to this, and uh, <clears throat> and everything is open source. You can go onto the repo.getmonero.org and look through all of the code and contribute if you want to, or think that something should be better. Um, but as to I what's next, about this
2: community like Bitcoin.com yeah, yeah. or whatever don't do that. But just everything in this community is like, why don't we open source it?
6: And you know the why funny is- thing is that anybody can actually launch their own forum funding system yep. like you just set up a box and people have to trust
2: you, you people have to trust you to give you funds oh, right right, right. right
6: but you know like in are. in theory a charity can kind of crowdfund something on their website and just kind of point to a uh, a forum funding system that they that they set up and it's not that hard to set up you know oh right so,
2: I, need, I need to tell the counterparty developers about this they've been looking for a funding system
6: yeah, it, and, and it works work and it. it's wonderful and you know, all that kind of stuff yeah, you do need, you stuff. do need a GitLab instance of your own. Um, yeah, there, yeah, there's a few prerequisites. I should probably update the documentation with the intention for other people to be able to launch their own in mind. Cause I don't have that. Like I have the instructions how to deploy it, but we don't have like, you, you need this, this, and this, and this, and this, in addition to, but anyway. um, Hey chat. Anybody got any plans for the weekend? No. Oh, yeah, we're on a slight delay, huh?
4: I made a video yesterday.
6: Yeah, look at you.
4: Yeah. It's about uh, sense making and uh, how you can use uh, like stories and metaphors and uh, art as a way to uh, communicate complex ideas in the midst of uh, disinformation campaigns in the social network. And sense-making is the process of discerning the
0: truth from that information. It's certainly in line with a lot of the classes that I've taken for my MIS program. And almost every single one of my presentations, they always say, I know you're giving a talk about a technical topic here, but make sure you tell a story about it. Every, the amount of times you hear and from people to say, tell a story about something, because what people can relate to. I've, I've heard that a, a million times. Now, so,
6: Speaking of stories, is this the proper place to shill my fairy tale? No? Okay. If you're interested
0: in I, reading. I don't know, everything. Dave. Some, you must be Justin, doing something well, because Justin. you know we have the highest viewership that we've had in a right, while. Here.
6: Right? So Justin promised to read my book, and then he never did. And so I read five. I agree days. with so Board Alchemist. Justin is a liar. <laughs> I promised to read your book
4: too. I, yeah, I need to, I've only read one chapter so far. I need to read more.
0: It's okay. I, I forgive you guys. Hey, if you need a publisher, I can help you with that. But uh, that's true. <laughs> I need. I need to. I certainly do of, need to read speaking it.
6: Speaking of the, your publishing company, where is Mastering Monero in terms of digital distribution?
0: No, that's a great question, actually. So, um. I know we originally promised to get the PDF and the Kindle version out by the end of January. Well it's March so it didn't quite happen. So the good news is that besides the cover the PDF is ready and besides a few formatting issues with the Kindle, the Kindle version is, is ready. So. Uh, The Kindle version took a little bit more work compared to the PDF than we thought. We thought it would be a little bit more similar. Um, That's part of the reason for the delay. But um, Andres and uh, Baltzar have been working really hard um, on getting these prepared. So certainly, I don't, I want to say certainly, but I don't know if I can, Um, they will be out this month. The PDF will be available completely for free on masteringmonero.com and the Kindle edition will have some slight expense because it was a good amount of work and a lot of this person's time to put it together so um everyone can get the full pdf with no limitations for free um, in addition there are actually some small version changes so uh, the original mastering monero book referenced covery quite a few times in the latest edition we're referencing more generically network privacy and some things like that so mm-hmm. it's we want it to remain a comprehensive tool for people. And part of that means updating with the most accurate information. And those changes will be included in the PDF and Kindle releases. So.
2: Oh, dang, um, Justin, we never yeah, talked about client names. Uh, like client, hybrid client, etc.
0: No, we didn't. And that, that would have been a good, quite, that would have been a long conversation too. Okay. So this is a great community participation. If you're watching this, make sure you comment because this is, I would not say it's contentious, but it is a very—it's um, a topic people have a lot of opinions for, um, and it's—it's it's something that we really need to help nail down in the community about how we were. ooh, once I got a notification in my uh, in my daemon that says, "Sorry, I'll get back to this this wall thing in a sec." But I got a notification saying there were zero blocks in the last twenty minutes. There might be a large ha- hash rate change uh there there might be large hash rate changes or we might be uh partitioned cut off from the Monero network or under attack or it could be just sheer bad luck
2: <laughs> we so, are under attack
0: guys yes you heard it here under first attack
2: by the developers
0: the developers <laughs> added this fork that put us under attack red alert red alert
6: I encourage all miners to mine the old chain so we can continue with Monero, with not classic original. Uh, what's another word for this? Old Monero. Monero OG. Monero OG.
0: Monero OG. Monero Both are great names. Monero. Actual- Manello.
6: Monano, if you go to getmonano.org, which is a real site, you will have a fun time. Getmonano.org. I made it and it's a lot of fun. Oh yours
0: let me link that for everyone. Getmonano.org. <laughs> Wait. Um some something's wrong with am I spell can you spell that for me, please?
6: Monano? M-O-N-O
0: M-O-N-O-N-O. <laughs> Get Monano. get Monano. Oh, get, mon, get Monano. Get Monano. Does it need to be www? No, it doesn't.
6: It's not even HTTPS, okay. so like, oh, anything that's can why. happen.
0: That's why. But we're going to push you to this insecure website where we can steal your Monero. Make sure you make sure you go. Don't
6: download anything from this website.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> Diego is has a ploy to give us all bad binaries here.
6: Exactly. I'm injecting JavaScript. I mean, I'm using JavaScript to, to look at your histories right now.
0: So it looks like the Monero price is pretty much unaffected by the recent revelations of an attack. Well,
6: yeah, ongoing. nobody can get rid of their Monero.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose you can't deposit it on an exchange right now. It's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I think get Monano or Monono. It is it's pretty awesome. It's
6: okay. Cool. You guys, want oh, by the way, blowing? we're up to six,
2: six viewers now.
6: Yeah, I, I know. Say, I was gonna say, our viewership is climbing. This this is unprecedented. You guys get lives, go do something, <laughs> please. So that way we can, we can leave.
0: So, um, I yeah, guess now's a great time. We. Have- Apparently, have hours before we're going to find the next block. We can have a great discussion on what to name monero wallets. So, again, this is a great chance for you to put in. I know some people started commenting, so thank you. But this is a great time for us to have conversation about what to name common monero wallets. So, you have different wallet types, and we we need a better way to identify
2: them. Diet wallet.
0: Diet. We needed to know if you think diet wallet is a great name for a wallet. Um, Ultimately. From my point of view, there's several different ways that you can identify wallets that you care about. Um, in my opinion, the most important one is what happens to your wallet keys. So with Bitcoin, we call things custodial wallets or non-custodial wallets. Custodial wallets hold your private key for you, non-custodial don't, they can't send your spend your funds. With Monero, we still have custodial wallets and non-custodial wallets. But we also have wallets that keep a view key only for the sake of being more efficient at finding what transactions are yours. But of course, the downside to this is that they do see the transactions that you receive. So we need a, a like basically another name to fit in here. And I, per, I personally proposed full for something that doesn't give away any keys, um, an efficient wallet that does give away the view key, and a custodial wallet that gives away the private key. Um, and now is your chance to help us name some of these terms. Also, we also have to figure out how you connect to a node. Do you have a local node on your computer? What do we call that? What if you connect to a remote node? Do we have different names, whether it's a remote node that you run versus nodes um, that uh, someone else that's random is running? Uh, what What if you're giving away your view key to a server that you're running compared to a server that someone else is running. So it gets complicated pretty fast in how we handle these terms. And even on top of that, we can add another layer to say, okay, well, what if you're connecting to a remote node over I2P? Do we call it something else then? So a lot of different considerations. I can link the GitHub issue here, Um, but certainly even if there is, on the meta even if we decide that okay this technical classification is is probably too much for how to refer refer to walls by normal users i think it's important to have a way um, to to indicate like from a technical perspective to be really specific this is exactly what i mean rather than using terms like full or lightweight that can be a a wide
2: two minutes i'll be right back
0: diego do you have any comments on this what do you want to call your wallets?
6: Oh, wallet, wallet names. Okay, yes. Uh, so I actually have given this a little bit of thought, um, and what was really eye opening was like the table, the matrix that you guys made of like, okay, what are are you connected over Clearnet? Are you connected over Tor? Is do you have your view key? Did you give away your view key? And I'm like, Monero monero sucks i mean (laughs) it's just it's i mean it's 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 the worst but it's the best that we have and i i really think the unfortunate so even like here's the issue when we use something like custodial wallet this assumes that the person understands what custodial means. If you understand how blockchain works, that custodial means somebody is holding your keys for you. Okay, that makes sense. But to the common person, like custodial, that if you tell them, "Well, do you want to do you want to use a custodial wallet or do you want to use a full wallet?" and they're like, uh, "I have no," the, the name is not intuitive. The names that we have right now don't tell anybody anything about how safe they are and i completely realize that it is a nigh impossible task to sum up all of the intricacies and nuance of how the trade-offs that you're making in one word um but i'm not sold personally on any of these names because i i can't imagine Telling somebody completely new, this is a custodial wallet. This is a, a full wallet. This is a, this is a remote node. Like, they don't know what any of that stuff is. I, I i want to give them... I want to recommend the most private, the most secure thing by default. Um, but I know that, like, for a lot of people, that's going to be a, a massive hassle and stuff. So, I want the naming to be... Um, self-explanatory i want the naming to be intuitive uh i mean i'm a ux guy you know and this is just this is this is critical this is critical to get right and if we don't get this right then nothing's going to make sense for all of these people so uh, i i don't have any hard and fast opinions about how like th- it should be named this and here's why um but i am just not sold on the current naming scheme that's no,
0: I think that it's important to to make understood that there's two different ways we can have conversations about naming wallets. We can say, "Okay, you're a user that doesn't know anything about Monero. How do we explain this to you?" And then on the other end, we can say, "Okay, we're doing research on the effects of specific ways that wallets connect are used, etc." And I think that warrants a specific nomenclature, but we don't necessarily need to reuse that the same way for for, for average users. Like we don't necessarily need to call um, what were some of the terms I was throwing around here as pretty technical things. Um, I was calling um, like Monoruyo like a full remote wallet or a full remote hidden wallet or, or there's like three words that you basically need to convey the idea and it's uh it starts to become pretty complex um, or like a, like for example if you're running your own if you have a full wallet that keeps all the keys and if you are connecting to someone else's remote node do we want to say you're using a full remote borrowed wallet like that's gets that gets complicated and not very useful for normal people so I certainly think that um, um, I certainly think that there's a lot of nuance in this conversation about how we can best define these. Um, but I think that we certainly have an additional layer of complexity compared to Bitcoin because we have to deal with how we talk about the view key. And we just a quick update: we are still at the exact same block number that we were before, so no change at all there.
2: Did we break Monero? I told you it's under attack the episode of breaking Monero, but like for real?
0: (laughs) breaking Monero for real edition. (laughs) Everything else was just uh, in preparation. Get you warmed up to the idea of Monero being compromised.
5: This time it's been broken by experts.
0: (laughs) I'm getting other warnings here saying that there were, uh, I'm getting a warning that says now there were 23 blocks in the last 90 minutes saying there might be hardware basically the same exact warning but it's saying something about the longer time horizon now so monero developers think ahead add several checks based off different time time amounts so oh, i'm trying to find other. Um,
4: yeah i i think the the idea of like naming wallets is a complex idea because even calling cryptocurrency uh things that hold hold your digital signature for cryptocurrency calling them wallets is misleading because they're not physical right there's no coin so like uh there could be a better like figure a way to even like improve on that uh because many people don't understand like oh this is a digital coin that i hold in a digital wallet like i don't it's not physical that that It doesn't make sense for most people.
0: What would you recommend calling it instead of a wallet then? Just a way for people to connect with the network?
4: I don't know. It's a good question. Keychain?
0: Keychain.
5: How about a checkbook?
0: Monero checkbook?
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a ledger, right? I mean, the whole thing's a ledger.
6: Yeah, there has to be a way to convey, like, the fact that you don't actually have your Monero in your wallet. It's It really is a key that you go to the blockchain, which is like a lockbox. You know which lockbox is yours. You turn the key, and then you can... move it to another lockbox but you can't take it home so to speak right so that way like if we could convey this then that solves a lot of problems because then people like if there's something happens to their wallet they're like well did i lose my monero well that depends do you still have your key yes then you can access your lockbox no then you can't access your lockbox don't lose your key to your lockbox um
2: it really is We're seventy-three viewers.
5: Guys, go away! <laughs> I want to get some dinner. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, call it a safe deposit box then. Uh, you know, I mean.
6: <laughs> I like. I like. Mm, uh, <laughs> let me think about this a little bit. Let's.
0: I'll get back to you guys
6: in, in a year.
0: You can all be back. I'm going to use the restroom.
6: I like keychain actually. I I do kind of like keychain.
0: I mean I mean do
6: I? I, I
2: kinda uh, do.
5: We we already have keychain in common use as something that holds a bunch of your private keys.
2: Yeah, I know. That's that's why I mentioned it.
5: So this this isn't a keychain itself, it's a key that you would stick on your keychain. It's it's true. no no the,
2: the wallet is a keychain why that's the software holds your keys
5: but it doesn't and it interfaces with your keys yeah it the the software doesn't have your key at all you have your key in your head or on a piece of paper and you input it to run the software that's it right
6: the software interfaces with the keys that are on your system
4: so it's like a key hand
6: in the same way that the wallet in real life interfaces with the dollars by holding them. So it's like the
4: hmm. organism that holds
6: your keys and uses them. <laughs> what do you think, chat? What do you think?
2: Your Monero agent. And that's what it is in a... Yeah. <laughs> And in the tri- science sense, it's like it, it's literally the agent that interacts with the blockchain and takes your keys and does your stuff. Demon, it's definitely your M- your a Moner- demon. Your Monero, no, that's the word. Your, It's your
6: Monero assistant. You tell it what to do with the Monero, and it tells the blockchain what to do. No, we we
2: solved it, guys. It's a Monero demon, it's a per- perfect name for it.
4: <laughs> oh, can we? It's a demon. That sounds we got it. Got it solved. We need, we
6: need to Problem call. We need the... to call in the church of. We need to call in the church of Monero for the demons.
4: <laughs> Exorcism.
6: Exorcisms.
2: No, D A E M O N. That's already. I let's
6: know. Spell. I know how it's spelled.
0: <laughs> to those of you who are just tuning in, because apparently there are many of you, um, we are waiting for the first block to be mined after Monero's recent hard fork that apparently uh, that, that occurred a few minutes ago. We're just waiting on the network to mine another block. It's been quite a few minutes now, so certainly the hash rate has dropped as a result of the change, so if you have a miner and can't help out, certainly start that up and, and get moving along.
6: I, I do have a miner, but it's in the other room. I don't know if I want to turn it on. Diego,
0: you, know? yeah, you could solo mine the next block.
4: Oh my gosh! It's I'm gonna do so hand. I'm gonna do the calculations by hand. You yeah. gotta do Let's it. You gotta do it with the.
6: Blocks. You gotta flip like in the old, old, old days of ancient computing, where you would kind of flip the switches for the binary on, off, on, off, and then press the button to send it to the computer. That's how you gotta do it per per hash. Can
4: we use an abacus? One of those, you know, those like sliding scale things. <laughs>
6: So you know pool- what's sad is is when we're discussing actual content, we have like 20 viewers. And then now we're just derping around and just waiting. And you got 74 people waiting with us.
2: For some reason.
5: <laughs> yeah, all you guys got to turn your miners on. The pool that I'm mining on has is only got one-fifth of the miners connected as it had before the fork.
0: Ooh. Oof. All, my botnets were kicked, sorry.
6: Dude, you know what we can do? Like I got this, so I got this cool mic for like 40 bucks uh at a at a used plant basically pawn shop. Is it on the ceiling? No, it's on a little arm thingy. Uh, but it's like a 250 dollar mic. But I tell you this because we can just be doing some ASMR in here. You know what I'm saying? While people are waiting. <laughs> Never mind. No, no, nobody thinks. It's a good asmr What's up? <laughs>
4: Yeah, Monero ASMR.
6: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and if you another, guys... give it another
0: hour, and we'll probably try Eagle that.
6: <laughs> what about some uh, beatboxing? See exa- Yeah, yeah. DSC was there. I was beatboxing through um, through C three in the times when we needed to uh, have um, uh, when there was delays between talks and stuff like that. I was trying to keep people entertained. Yeah, that was Monero great. Man.
2: Show, ladies and gentlemen.
6: Let's talk okay. Let's talk let's talk real quick about up things like DEFCON, CON. Speak, like speaking of C three, so like Oh we've the got,
2: Conferenzo. Oh yeah, man. we got
6: conferenzo, to... and, conferenzo and and DefCon going... and then next C three and who's going? Who's planning on going to any of the above? The big Definitely three
2: Conferenzo. Like I'm I'm gonna be trying to get there. Am I gonna see you there?
6: The Conferenzo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there probably, yeah.
5: Yeah, I'm supposed to be there, too. Uh, I believe I'm giving a talk on proof of work algorithms. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I I, I will be if I am available. I still unfortunately do not know. But um, if I am available, I will be there.
4: I do not have the funds to go to the Conferenza, so I will not be going unless the market goes up.
6: What about DEFCON? DEFCON was a lot of fun last time.
0: It was a lot of fun. We didn't even realize that there was a cooler beer in the back that was free that none of us used, so it could have been even more fun.
6: Anybody planning on going to DEF CON? No?
0: Again, if I'm available, yes. <laughs> I'll
5: go, I
0: think.
6: There you go. See? DSC's yes, coming. It's Are a party we- now. You guys have to come. Ah,
5: uh, Now I have to go. Are we going to host a village again, or what?
6: Yes. Yes, sir. Well, it is not hundred percent confirmed but it is looking very likely that we will get a village and possible that we will be getting a bigger space non co-hosted
0: yes so um, to but I don't want our...
6: to yeah, I don't want to speak out of turn so like that none of that is confirmed in any way shape or form
0: mm-hmm. Defcon has several revisions where they propose villages and change rooms and whatever else and the Monero with its own village, in a slightly bigger space, but again, it's it's completely own space this time. Was proposed in the like initial version and has survived every iteration since. So, the it seems like we will have our own like entire Monero specific village that's a little bit larger, but um, again, there's no permanent
5: confirmation. cool
6: yeah excited. and we, we're probably going to try to bring our own sound equipment to avoid what happened last time HYC gave a brilliant talk that was standing room only and very difficult to hear because DEFCON was not on point with getting us our um speakers it was a very funny story because then Sean <coughs> Coughlin who has been working with Kavri and various Monero things, he went to Best Buy to pick up a speaker just so we could have something, like a little derpy one, but just so we could have something. And then they they got back, but there was no power cord inside of the box in the brand new speaker that they purchased. It's really sad. So they did their best. Anyway, if this silence doesn't indicate that we, we should all go home
2: right now hey we can still we talk about, about the
6: con yeah that's true the
0: confidence uh...
2: yeah, currently it looks like uh, according to mining pool stats monero has about 110 mega hashes for the new algo at the moment
0: whoa 100... that's a 90 percent drop or 80 to 90 yeah, percent at
2: the, at the moment that's that's only the hash currently on pools if you're solo mining and whatever it's not being applied oh. to but this is the self-reported pool mining hashes summed up
0: yikes Well, have a few rough days, and then we will. And then it'll be very profitable for so for individual miners.
6: If if you are waiting to get your transactions in there, I would not recommend. I would recommend putting a higher fee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to keep track of the transaction pool. So I'm on um, I'm on XMR chain right now, um, which. Something
6: happened as it refreshes page. I'm on the XMR.2 one, just because I, on IRC, somebody said the XMR chain was still on the old version.
0: It, it, yeah, it hasn't recorded the latest block. Let me check the XMR.2 for
5: um, So it looks like the two biggest uh, mining pools before, both in China, have fallen off the top pool list.
2: Interesting.
0: That is fascinating.
2: That's curious. I wonder why. Maybe other GPU miners decided to go switch to ETH or something. Yes,
0: you sorry. Just interrupting with this this mainnet thing. Yes, they uh, this one is on version ten. Um, it is. It's on version ten. Um, and they currently have forty nine transactions in the. Do you think China
4: had
6: ASICs? I don't think so. I think it was a rumor that was spread by need money 90. uh, He was trying to do a
0: hostile takeover of Monero. Oh, you got me. I'm getting subsequent warnings from the daemon where it has the warning for X blocks in the last 90 minutes. And every two minutes or so I'm getting another warning with fewer and fewer blocks made in the last 90 minutes. So it started off at like twenty-two. Now it's down to nineteen.
5: Yeah, the time window keeps advancing, and the number of blocks in that window is, you know, <laughs> de- decreasing.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, hopefully, we find a block soon.
2: Uh, isn't technically the most profitable thing to do right now to just uh, rehash the top block or two? and take the fee for yourself as opposed to mining the next one?
0: If you find the subsequent block, then I would say yes. You'd have to find the next block, though, right?
2: Well, yeah, but the payoff is higher. No, the difficulty is the same.
0: Yeah, the difficulty of the the current block is the same. I
2: mean,
6: adding two minutes in a cumulative...
0: yeah that might be a good
6: hours to so like the two minutes for the old block plus the cumulative several hours of this upcoming block like you you could probably do that and and take that money for yourself and do a a little itty bitty attack there this is very interesting that's very interesting need money
0: yeah if everyone's struggling to mine this block and it's basically no one has a chance your incremental loss of going back a block or two is much lower
6: it's pretty interesting Ken Griner says, yeah, I saw this coming. I don't know if he means about the rambling or about the mining (laughs) situation. If it's about the mining situation, I think everybody saw it coming. Uh, If it's about the rambling, um, I I too want it to be over. So I I actually, it is 12 o'clock. I am hungry. I may call it quits and leave you guys to your, I I know I was late to the coffee chat proper, but I believe I have more than made penance.
0: We've um, been I said, on here more than an
6: hour. <laughs> exactly. So um, nobody can yell at me. But wish you all luck if you choose to continue. Um, love you all. You're beautiful people.
0: Hey, yeah. bye. Yeah, I understand. Okay,
2: Counts down to sixty-five. See you
5: I, I think I'm I'm gonna bail out too. I I need to grab some dinner. <laughs> yeah, I'll
2: follow the Reddit live thread This is a, probably a good time to head out.
5: Yep.
0: Okay, thanks everyone who made it with us so far. I know that this is quite a long basically a two hour coffee chat and um, <laughs> we lost the participants before we lost uh, the loss of the viewers so we appreciate your time here. Hopefully that uh, it, was, it was useful for you and we talk, covered a, a variety of, of interesting topics including the time that we spent this past hour just essentially filling time. But um, hopefully we can mine this block. It certainly looks like the hash rate has dropped significantly given the amount of time and the poor reported hash rate. So if you do have miners, now is a good time to consider bringing them back online because it likely uh, as soon as the difficulty uh, adjusts, you likely will have a good profitable period as, as other users are maybe a little bit slower to switch over. Um, but, um, yeah, I suppose make sure to hang out on Reddit. I'll be in the Monero community IRC channel will be, still going up, go back and forth, keeping up to date. And uh, we appreciate you joining us for this month's coffee chat. See this you This was a
2: great coffee chat. Thanks, Justin. Yeah.
0: See you again next month. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.